back in on a throwback Thursday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Two special guests today. I am Danny Williams, but I'm along with Danny Bailey, a regular. And then we got our guy Aaron Alo, aka Alo on the streets. Alo, what's up, bro? How's it going? Uh, good, man. You um, you've been so negative and anti-Bronco. Uh, I was scared to have you on, but I felt like this was the time, um, you know, where maybe you can set me straight or I can try to turn you out and talk you back into these Broncos a little bit. What do you think is more likely to happen? Um, more likely that you're just going to, we're going to be in the same stalemate. You're going to still believe Wilson's the truth, and I think we're up Shit's Creek for the most part. Um. Danny Bailey, what's your kind of stir, uh, your current state of um, the Broncos uh, emotionally? Just when I thought I was out, <laughs> they pulled me back in. Uh, uh, I think you're partially responsible for that too, Danny, because, um, you know, we do these pods together every once in a while, and you have optimism and maybe are a little more level-headed than a lot of uh, Broncos country, yeah. and I'm a little more emotional. So while I love watching this defense – and I really think the offense can be good, every week I realize how wrong I am about the offense. Man. But now we're playing the Jets. And uh, I think Brett Rippon should start. But maybe we'll talk about that a little later. Um, okay, so we could talk about Russ being um, slightly dinged. But as he said, he has Wolverine blood. So he should be okay. He's a fast healer, so... Um, well, not really. If he's got new injuries every week, does that mean he's a fast healer? Oh, uh, he's playing. Did he ever get not over well. the finger from last year? Yeah, That's I think question. so. I don't think it's that. I think it's, um, I think Nathaniel Hackett is the wrong hire in a lot of different ways. I agreed. He was the wrong hire from the jump because he was supposed to have brought in Aaron Rodgers. That's why you hired a guy who, when you interviewed Kevin O'Connell, he swept you off your feet, and all of a sudden he became the front runner. After Dan Quinn, uh, who had a relationship with George Payne, everyone thought, well, it's going to be Dan Quinn. So I don't know what went wrong or what Nathaniel Hackett did in his interview or what Aaron Rodgers led the Broncos on to believe mm. uh? that would f have made George Payton and the Broncos hire Nathaniel Hackett when you had guys like Kevin O'Connell who has the Vikings 4-1, 5-1, 52 or 51, um, such as something. Um, you're with me. Mike McDaniel who turned to a, you know, the NFL's, you know, Biggest bad guy quarterback, most controversial quarterback before Russell, into a player, into an MVP candidate before he got his head cracked twice. <laughs> um, Dan Quinn stays in Dallas. They look like they have a incredible defense that's going to take them to the playoffs, and them uh, and the Eagles are going to be vying for you know eleven or twelve wins, perhaps potentially. I mean, they've been just looking really good. Who else is a new hire, new coach? Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Oops. Brian Dable. Didn't even has, interview him. His, has the Giants five. Oh, yeah. And um, Doug Peterson. Yep. And Jacksonville, who has them turned around, having Trevor Lawrence looking like he well, might live up to. So of those guys, 
We got the worst guy. I was going to say, did we literally get the worst coach that was available? This is the Broncos Blitz podcast, and we just, you know, it's got to be a dark place to just turn and go hammer time on, um, you know, your coach like that. But um, it just is looking and feeling that way from not just where they stand, but to the mishaps, to game one with the food, to the, 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 um, not finding way in game one to the 64-yard field goal to um, the way he just handled Melvin Gordon to the fourth and one throwing the ball to try to win the game and not just running the ball four yard. There's been lots of decisions that he's made that have been not only the wrong decisions, but wrong in consistency to, okay, well, we're going to do it this way every time. It seems like, well, now he's going to do it different every time. But if you do it different every time, which maybe you go by feel, not just analytics, well, then you better fucking get one right every now and then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So, you know what I mean? So, it's not looking good for Nathaniel Hackett. I think Russell just looks like a lot of other quarterbacks who are struggling, other than, you know, Russ, other than uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Other than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers is sucking, too. They're just have one more win than the Broncos. It's really not that much of a difference. The difference is the Broncos are the rock bottom. That's glaring. The lowest scoring offense. You can't run and hide from that. You score instead of 15 points, 17 points, well, then you're like a bottom eight. It changes everything. You know, the perspective, the complexion. The bottom is the fucking bottom. It's just you can't run from that. So the complexion of that is it's, it's rough. You can't run from it, and you can't hide from it. So I think Nathaniel Hackett is the wrong. I could appreciate a big smile and a great attitude. And I liked him because of where he came from. I liked him because he has young kids like me and a family. And it's like, you know, he's not like just some robot dude or some dude who's like wife is like she, you know, wants to be away from him for the six months of football, too. And it's like, you know, that's just the weird life that they live. He seemed like a regular guy. And I liked that yeah. about him. And he so, coaches like a regular guy, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I guess I'll say that he probably is a really sweet guy, great guy. But Vance, they loved Vance. Chris Harris, all the guys, they loved Vance. And Vance was like, guys, we're back. <laughs> you know, he's driving, you know, it's, you know, we're close. We're, we're, we're close. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, so th that doesn't work. Mike Tomlin's the bizarro anti-Vance Joseph. You respect him. He's not a silly asshole. He's not all shtick and big smile. It's like he's a tough guy. He's the, you know, he's the opposite. So the Broncos, we've done this before. They've done this before quite a few times. They went from Shanahan to Josh. Okay, right? Yeah. Yep. Young, innovative, wowed them with their his PowerPoint when <laughs> Joe Ellis and these old-fashioned Broncos were used to a projector with the visa V. Remember that? Like when you're in, back in our day, well, you guys are younger than me. It's like a projector was just like a clear plastic piece of yeah, paper. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And Josh McDaniels came in wowing them with music and uh, the, the PowerPoint presentation that supposedly, you know, knocked Joe Ellis's socks off. They hired Josh McDaniels. Well, that was a failure. How, what's the opposite of that guy? John Fox, you know, um, proven. Um, you needed to bring respectability back to the franchise. An adult it's, in the room. An adult in the room. And then after, you know, um, John Fox, they were coming off a lot of success. They were coming off tons of success. Um, 
they just needed the right guy. The right guy was Kubiak. Yep. Okay. After Kubiak, he tried the players' coach who's gonna, you know, said all the right things. I get the NFL. Just that I'm a winner. You know, that kind of shit. And that when that fails, you go to old man and Vic. Okay, because it's that's what football is supposed to be. We're sick of this other guy and all the talk. We don't need all talk. We need production. Well, what happens after Fangio's fails? You go after, again, like the young, innovative, uh, future of the NFL, kind of offensive-minded guy who didn't work again. And that's not a good or a bad thing. There's goods and bads in all of that. We went, went to two Super Bowls along all of that. 55 touchdowns, 5,500 yards. Um there was some really high highs through that stretch and some really low lows. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is we're not afraid to hire and fire coaches. He could be a great guy. He's not, doesn't mean because they're failing, they failed. If they end up failing at the end of the year, it doesn't mean that he's the bad guy. Duh. Uh-huh. It just means that he wasn't the right guy to get the job done. So a lot of that you were saying, that was during the Pat Bolin era, and he didn't play no shit. We lost. We got a new coach. He would pay multiple coaches at one time to make sure we had a decent team. This is Walton's new team, first year, so he doesn't really know how to run a team, doesn't really care, I don't think. But I'm a firm believer that shit rolls downhill, and if he doesn't fix it, it's going to keep rolling down all the way down to the fan. Great point. Yeah, Danny, you mentioned it on the show earlier this week. Pat Bolin was, I run the show. And we don't have that yet with this new Broncos ownership group. And also, I have thought this for a long time, and I've said it maybe on the podcast, on the radio show, and it's a take that I've held back because I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to believe it myself. Um, The Yankees will never be the Yankees like they were with George Steinbrenner because Hal Steinbrenner ain't George Steinbrenner. And the Lakers will never be the Showtime Lakers again because Genie Bus ain't no Dr. Jerry Bus. Exactly. And we already know the apple can sometimes fall down like the tree, kick off the tree, and like roll all the way across the street and then get soft and mushy and maybe even borderline um, mental. Or maybe you just get flattened like the by the blood a truck. of the city. <laughs> okay. So we know that Johnny Bolin ain't no Pat Bolin. And not only that, there's no Bolin anymore in existence that has anything to do with this team. So while those other situations had at least still, you know, they saw it from their dad and there's some kind of family thing and something to kind of like hang your hat on or the bloodline or the last name, the Broncos will probably never be those kind of Broncos again. But what they do have is the most money of anybody ever, Okay. And I hope, we hope what these guys have and what lots of rich guys have is pride. And I hope it's the kind of pride where, you know how Jeff Bezos has the muscles and has all that, had like the new, has a new babe. And George, you know, Richard Branson like looks like, just looks rich with the flowing long blonde hair and, you know, the big smile, that kind of stuff. You know, even Mark Cuban. I'm hoping that their pride is because they just look like regular folks, the Waltons and the Penners. I hope their pride comes in like the wanting to win and not wanting to be embarrassed. Um, and then it'll just we'll go from there. And the best thing the Broncos have for them is that they're the, you know, Broncos, the Pat Bullen created 
Broncos. The standard of which, you know, is um, a, a crown jewel NFL, you know, franchise. So where do we go from here? I'm not sure. I really don't know. We'd let the season play itself out. I'm tired of hearing after every bad loss now, they need to do say, do something and fire the guy. He's not going to get fired right now. He might get fired the hours after moments the night after the last game of the regular season. In the morning, we'll wake up and that Schefter will say they're, you know, have let go of Nathaniel Hackett the next day. But he's not getting fired until then. And until then, while it might be a Christmas miracle, I hope that they can find a way back to competing. Because with Russell Wilson's quarterback, and there's no draft pick. There's no like, well, might as well just suck and tank for a better pick. We don't have no pick. There is no pick. So we have no choice but to try to build something. Um, even if you win nine games from this point in the season, that's going, you know, that's that's would be, let's see, finishing... At this point, they're two and four, so there's eleven games left. Um, they would have to go seven and four down the stretch to get to eleven. No, that's not going to happen. I think it could, but even still, then you're going to say, "Damn, look at the ones we gave away early in the season. We how could you know we should have found a way to win those games? How do we? I, I just I don't know. If, like if anything short of the playoffs, I think that Daniel Hackett gets fired, and that's coming from nothing and nowhere other than. The expectation level and what I'm hoping that these owners are going to be about because he's not their guy. He's not their hire. George Payton is um, not their guy and their hire. So, you know, again, over let's, let's see what's kind of happened here of late. George Payton swept this town off its feet over the last couple of years. But now the last couple of big decisions he's made in hiring the coach and trading for Russell Wilson, it's looked like a disaster. So, um, I don't think these owners will stand for it. I, I don't think not. owners as serious enough to pay $5 billion for a team are going to want to watch that team lose, even if it's right away. And I hope they're bold enough that they don't even know well enough or better enough to where they are just going to come in and want to do it their way and blow through it all right away. Because there's two ways to when new ownership comes in or a new boss. He either fires everyone's ass right away or he lets it play out, sees with his own eyes how people operate, who's valuable, who's not, and then you kind of go from there. That's just kind of business, I think. So um, I don't know. That's just kind of the way I feel about it. That's I don't, I don't really – uh, Russ hasn't looked great, but I think someone could make him, someone out there could make him look better. And in the end, and it comes down to this, to me, I think there's another coach out there. I think Kevin O'Connell would have this team four and two or three and three. I think we got the wrong coach. Yeah, we definitely did. Unless he comes back next year and he learns from his mistakes. How would he come back next I year? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If there's a big if. if they win be, every game, he'll be back. If would you wins, be willing to win every game less, he'll be back. I mean, it's hard if to. If they s- win 10 games, he's back. <laughs> if he takes them to the playoffs, he'll come back. If they go 500 or close to it, he'll be back. And then we'd be wrong. And then he would have found a way to turn it right. Yeah. Around. And then those close games could have been wins. Yeah. You know? Should have been. And if my aunt had a wiener, I didn't say it. What, Alo? I said should. She'd be your she'd uncle. She'd be my uncle because she'd have a wiener. And again, with, you know, um, procedures, this could be overnight procedure these <laughs> days. So that joke doesn't hold water like it once did back in the day. 
But uh, I want to shout out Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. I absolutely love these guys. This app is sweet. You can go check their website out to go get a little, like, taste of, you know, we'll see what they got going on, see if you like the line, see if you like the vibe. I do. Sign up bonuses right now. Take advantage of them. Um, Alo is a mover and shaker. He goes to different sites for a couple different reasons. For one, take advantage of sign-up bonuses, which is smart. And two, whatever sites, like, you feel lucky on are the ones, like, you kind of stay on and play on. And I've had some success on Maverick. There's a couple other spots. Spots. I don't really feel like I'm just donating. I'm not really hitting. So um, I just suggest you guys go check these guys out. We appreciate you guys for doing it. Um, take advantage of the sign-up bonuses, whether you got you know 300 to match 300 or just 50 bucks to match that 50. It only takes 50 to win a thousand bucks, 500 yep. bucks, you know, 2,500 bucks. We've seen it a million times. Only done it a few times. But we've seen it. Um, it's possible. It's possible. We know it for sure. So um, Total Beverage as well is a partner in our podcast. They're great. Um, two monster locations, maybe the best in the game to do it, how they do it, the value, what they do for their customers, the um, specials, the uh, promotions, the events they have. They've got the golf expo thing they always do. That's fun. We always go to. Um, if you are a, you know, Mark, if you buy a couple bottles of Suerte uh, tequila uh, a month and you're buying a couple cases of beer, um, well, after. Uh, um, two months, you're getting like a free case back as opposed to going and spending top dollar at like the corner liquor store spot. So sometimes you're like, you're in a spot, you grab, grab a beer, you're going somewhere, you got to grab a bottle of wine. I get it, but you're paying more than at Total Beverage. TotalBev.com, go check those guys out. Finally, Platte River Mortgage. Sean Sedita is uh, a class act man. He, he, he calls himself a small boutique firm. Tons of clients, uh, you know, dudes who have been, you know, 15, a team of 15 who's been working with these guys for a long time, all like a family in there. He's going to, he'll answer the phone and he's going to be, you know, walk. He's going to be at every meeting. He's going to be at your closing and you're going to get that house that you put the offer on after putting five offers or six offers and not, you know, finding a way. Um, Sean Sadid and Platte River Mortgage now, 20 years in the game when all these other guys, you call them and they got commercials, they're in other states. How are they going to get you that house in Wheat Ridge or Arvada when they're in another state that don't know nothing about this market? It doesn't make sense, right? Sean does. Um, Danny Bailey, great job. Alo, great job. Uh, might have you guys for another podcast for like a Saturday podcast edition. You guys down for something like that? Come back? Always. Yeah? What about you? I'm here, so. Yeah, see, that didn't sound that. <laughs> You know, but again, um, I'm not going to take that personal. I'm going to blame the Broncos for his attitude. No, you can blame the Nuggets today. Oh, okay. The Nuggets. Don't even get started <laughs> on the Nuggets Blitz podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, appreciate you guys, though, uh, for listening to the podcast. We're back tomorrow on a football Friday with another one, and we're going to do a special Saturday edition, um, kind of look at some prop bets and make our final predictions um, against the Jets, which is like a do it. Two and five, your toast. Two and five, you're toast. It's an uphill climb. You're just, you know, you'll be grinding towards seven wins. Eight wins would feel like a huge accomplishment. You beat the Jets, you're back in business. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and Saturday as well. Um, that's it. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Thanks, Sheila. Yeah. <laughs>